It's Friday, October 22nd. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. A recent phenomena has been turning up in doctor's offices where teen girls are exhibiting sudden and severe physical tics. After digging into it, many of the girls had one thing in common. They were watching Tourette Syndrome TikTok videos. Most of these teens had also previously been diagnosed with anxiety or depression, but girls with tics are rare, and these teens had a high number of them, and in some cases, the same tic, such as saying the word beans. Julie Jargon, family and tech columnist at the Wall Street Journal, joins us for how these tics were developing because of social media. Next, former President Trump has announced that he will be launching a digital media network complete with a social media platform called Truth Social. With this venture, he seems to be taking aim at everyone in three distinct divisions, social media, subscription-based content and news, and even alternatives to internet services like Amazon Web Services. Truth Social could be launching in early 2022, but there seems to be a lot work yet to be done as some reports have said that the site has already been hacked. Kia Kokolicheva, tech and business reporter at Axios, joins us for more. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in. I mostly post about a disability that I have called Tourette syndrome, which basically it's uh, it's in my brain. It's neurological, which basically means that I make like funny movements and uh, funny sounds, and I say beans a lot too, but I can't control it. Joining us now is Julie Jargon, family and tech columnist at the Wall Street Journal. Thanks for joining us, Julie. Thank you for having me. Glad you could join us for this really interesting story. We're seeing teen girls are starting to develop Tourette-like tics, and doctors say that social media, specifically TikTok, could be a factor. Now, to be clear, this isn't an epidemic. This isn't happening on a, on a grand scale. But uh, any time we notice certain changes in behaviors pop up like this, it could be a little concerning. So, Julie, help us walk through some of this. What are we seeing? In the last several months, doctors across the country and doctors in other countries began noticing that a lot of teenage girls were showing up at their offices with various movement disorders, verbal tics, physical bodily movement that they couldn't control. And the reason doctors found this to be unusual was because it's fairly rare to see girls with tics. Oftentimes, one of the most well-known movement disorders, Tourette syndrome, tends to affect boys in far greater numbers than girls. And it develops gradually over time, starting from early childhood. There might be some mild tics and it can kind of grow from there. But this was something that was seeming to happen almost overnight. Girls were just developing tics suddenly as teenagers and their parents didn't know what was going on. And so they were bringing them in to see uh, specialists who, you know, study movement disorders and who found this to be a highly unusual situation. So we're seeing uh, hospitals in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and the U.K. discover some of these uh, things. Uh, and we're, you know, talking about numbers, as you mentioned, smaller numbers. But right, uh, we're seeing, uh, I guess, in, uh, in Texas, there was uh, 60 teens that came in with, you know, ticks like this. Whereas a year or two before that, it was only one or two cases that they had been seeing. So there was a noticeable increase. And also, you know, to qualify all of this, too, you know, some of these teen girls are had been previously diagnosed with anxiety or depression, things like that. So it's not like just out of the no, out of the blue, somebody is developing these things. They are people, uh, teens that have other issues as well. 
Right. And some of the doctors I spoke to said that people that have some underlying mental health issues, specifically anxiety and depression, might be more prone to developing these kind of tics. That's just a similarity that they noticed across the board. What really struck them, though, was how similar their patients' tics were to the tics they were seeing in other patients, both in their own practices and at other hospitals where they were conferring with other doctors. And they started to, um, you know, question their patients, you know, as they're taking their history. Some of the patients offered that they had been watching TikTok videos of people displaying tics recently before their tics started showing up. And doctors noticed that a lot of uh, girls were showing up saying the word beans. And they discovered that their uh, popular TikTok influencer who says she has Tourette's and she says the word beans. So, it's, you know, an unusual specific word that a lot of these girls across the country and in other countries were saying. So that's when they started to look into TikTok specifically and found that there are lots and lots of videos with, you know, now billions of views of TikTokers who are exhibiting the same types of tics that they were then seeing in their patients. TikTok is a very interesting place. I myself have gone down many rabbit holes, you know, looking at the app and it's endless, endless videos, right? And I actually have seen many of these Tourette tick videos from some of these people, some of these girls, right? Specifically, I have seen the videos of the influencer who says beans because I, I, it was, you know, such a, a weird word to say, right? But they're fascinating uh, seeing people with the ticks, seeing how they react. A lot of them are talking about how they just cope with uh, everyday life. But to your point, videos containing the hashtag Tourette's had about 1.25 billion views in the report, but this number had grown now to 4.8 billion views. So there's a ton of videos out there like this. A lot of videos, and as you noted, you don't just watch one video on TikTok. It's just a constant stream of videos. And so a lot of these girls were just watching one video after another, after another, after another. And, you know, apparently it had, or at least played into them developing these tics and, and played a role in in this situation happening. There are some that are casting doubt on this, maybe casting doubt even on these uh, influencers that are saying they have Tourette's in their, in their videos. And uh, uh, researchers and, and experts do say it is possible to unlearn some of these tics. That's right. Some of the doctors I spoke with who studied Tourette syndrome for years, they studied these videos and they are skeptical about whether some of the people in these videos have the diagnoses that they are saying they have just because it doesn't look like what they've typically seen Tourette looking like to them. So what doctors are doing now is they are suggesting that their patients receive cognitive behavioral therapy, learning techniques that will help them identify the triggers that cause um, an episode of tics to happen, different stressors that might set that off, and uh, learning coping mechanisms to try to control it. They say that it is something you can learn not to do, but it takes practice and some careful therapy to get there. Let's talk about a specific example because you did profile a girl named Kayla Johansson. She's a 17-year-old high school senior in Texas. And uh, she also, she as we mentioned before, she had some other uh, issues beforehand, but she started suddenly developing some of these tics. And uh, obviously her parents were concerned. They got her checked out. And uh, TikTok was one of the things she admitted she had been watching a lot of these videos. Right. And she said she didn't think about it at the time, that initially she actually was looking for some videos of people who have ADHD, like she has been diagnosed as having. Uh, you know, she was struggling, like so many students, during the pandemic with remote school. 
um, and particularly staying organized and time management. So she was looking for some videos of other students with ADHD to see whether they had developed any coping strategies for getting through remote school. And she came across these TikTok compilation videos of people with tics and watched a lot of those. And like she, like she said, she didn't think about there being a connection between her tics that developed after that and watching those videos. It wasn't until she saw a specialist who started asking her about her social media use that she kind of pieced it together. Now, there's a couple of uh, interesting, I mean, this whole topic is very interesting, obviously. You know, doctors are saying uh, no one's going to develop these tics, you know, watching a couple of videos. I mean, this has to be borne out over a longer period of time. There have been people that uh, looked into, uh, you know, other clusters of these tick-like disorders, uh, mass psychogenic illness things. I mean, they could be related, but, but, you know, these are all kind of just other avenues that people are exploring when it comes to this. Right. I mean, there could be a lot of different things at play here, but the TikTok video watching was something that definitely came up in a lot of these cases, enough of them that it prompted several researchers across the world to write research papers. And they're still studying this and still learning more about it. And like you said, there have been cases in the past where clusters of people, oftentimes girls in different communities, developed tics and other types of similar behaviors after seeing friends of theirs exhibiting those. And those were always confined to a certain geographic region. But now with social media and, and TikTok, you know, being so big, they just hit over, you know, a billion monthly users. People all over the, the world can now access the same thing. And this kind of mass sort of condition can uh, be spread in a whole new way. Yeah. And, you know, a billion users and it is quickly becoming the app of choice for teen girls in this in this age range. You know, one of the big questions, right? And, and to reiterate again, you know, this isn't happening on a huge mass scale, but just enough to start sparking some interest in all this. What do parents do if they notice, uh, you know, your, your, um, your teen is coming down with some of these things? Obviously, take a break from the social media, ask if they're looking at certain of these videos and try not to get angry over the fact of this. I mean, this is a lot of heavy things to deal with if something starts to develop like this. Right. And, uh, you know, these doctors that I spoke to, they said early intervention and the right diagnosis can help resolve these ticks sooner. And the Tourette Association of America maintains a list on their website of different hospitals and treatment centers that they consider to be centers of excellence for treating ticks. And so that's a place to go to find a specialist. I mean, half the battle always with anything health-related is getting the right diagnosis so you can get on a proper course of treatment. And in the meantime, uh, doctors say it's really important for kids to maintain a normal routine. Some doctors said that with the return to school, they saw an increase in these cases this fall. And so anytime the normal routine changes, that can cause stress, which can bring on greater tick-like behavior. So if the kid is at school and they start to have ticks and it feels disruptive and embarrassing, it's actually not a good idea to go home and then, you know, come back the next day. It's better to stay in school, maybe go to the nurse's office for a little while and, you know, kind of let the, mo- the moment pass and then return to the classroom. Because anytime you transition back and forth, um, it can actually make the problem worse. Julie Jargon, family and tech columnist at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. plan that they announced was that it's going to go into beta phase and beta testing later this year. And then in early 2022 is when it's supposed to actually launch. Joining us now is Kia Kokolicheva 
tech and business reporter at Axios. Thanks for joining us, Kia. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about the news from former President Trump. He is planning a new media and technology uh, company, starting off with a, a social media platform called Truth Social. And uh, he's really hoping to kind of take aim at everybody, Facebook, uh, Amazon, Netflix. He has big plans for this entire thing. Obviously, it's going to be starting off with the social media platform. But Kia, help us walk through some of this. What are we going to see with, with this new venture? To be clear, this is all just a pitch deck for now. So right. whether or not we're going to see any of these pieces live is remains to be seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like the company wants to have different divisions. They want to take on social media, which we're all very clear that former President Trump and his supporters don't feel like the existing companies are treating him and other conservatives fairly. Um, he wants to take on more traditional formats of media, um, you know, Netflix, the news channels, all that kind of stuff. And then apparently he wants to also include some more technology-focused segment for the company. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty ambitious company, I have to say. Yeah, definitely. And let's delve into it a little bit more and kind of break up these divisions. So Truth Social, obviously, kind of a Twitter rival, it seems like, from things that people have seen already. This is obviously in direct relation to him being kicked off of the social media platforms, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you know, he wants that kind of mouthpiece there again. And then some of the other things, like you said, uh, I guess uh, taking aim at either uh, Netflix and, and, and Disney Plus, you know, some type of streaming content platform, news. He mentioned iHeartMedia in there, so maybe podcasts. <laughs> and then kind of the other thing, you know, all, all platforms, right, to keep getting a message out. And as you mentioned, uh, things maybe like uh, AWS and uh, you know, the cloud services. I know there was a big you know thing going on where uh, he was saying you know conservative voices are being silenced and websites are being shut down. So this could be an opportunity there to grow on that side of things. As you mentioned, he got kicked off of the big. Um, he got kicked off Twitter, and so there's a lot of commentary about social media services censoring him and other conservative folks to be clear. There's no evidence of that really happening um, on a systemic level. But yeah, I mean, it, it looks like the app he wants to launch later this year and into next year is going to be, you know, very Twitter-like from what's on the internet right now on the website. And I think just the general theme that you can carry into media streaming of different kinds and media channels of different kinds is very much this belief that there's a lot of censorship and gatekeeping going on and that, you know, if only CNN wasn't so liberal or if only, you know, Netflix wasn't choosing content the way that it's choosing it, or if only Twitter and Facebook didn't have policies that censor certain people over other people, there would be space for him and for other folks on there. So it seems like the theme here is very much gatekeeping and censorship. And yeah, we've seen a lot some similar trends on the technology infrastructure side. We've seen a lot of pretty right-wing websites get shut down from services like Cloudflare a few years ago, AWS, and some of the app stores weren't really happy with the way Parler, for example, was yeah. handling certain content moderation aspects. And so, yeah, it's not hard to see sort of the common thread across those three separate divisions that are outlined. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And even as we saw with Parler, once it started gaining traction, getting more users, 
regulations started to need to be happening. Uh, you know, this would be something that would also happen to former President Trump's venture. Let's talk about the business side of things, because the way this is being set up is a little interesting and uh, something I'm not very familiar with. It's, I guess it's called a SPAC, a special purpose acquisition company. And I guess they plan to go public without a like a fully fleshed out product. It's some interesting maneuvering, it seems like. A SPAC, as you mentioned, you know, it's a blank check company. It's effectively a shell. It raised money when it did its IPO a while ago. So that entity is public and is publicly traded at right now. Its price is now at over $45 from like just under 10 at market close yesterday. So you can already see how popular former President Trump's projects are uh, on the public markets. And then the idea is that it's going to acquire Trump Media and Technology Group, which is, uh, you know, the actual company that's supposed to be running all of these media and social media projects. And through that merger, the Trump Media and Technology Group is going to, in the end, be publicly traded and sort of take the place of the SPAC entity. Right now, you can at least pre-order, it seems like, for Truth Social on the App Store. When is this whole thing supposed to be taking off? So the plan, and again, it's all, you know, remains to be seen, but the plan that they announced is that it's going to go into beta phase and beta testing later this year. And then in early 2022 is when it's supposed to actually launch formally. We know that the president has been kind of toying with this for a long time, obviously, once he got kicked off Twitter. Uh, You had the scoop a few months ago that President Trump was being pitched this exact same thing, basically. But at the time, it didn't seem like he was biting just yet or he didn't want to put uh, his full name behind it. What do we know that's changed since then? President Trump himself has been very uh, vocal about all these things we just talked about, censorship from social media companies, from the news companies being very biased. So it's not surprising that folks have been coming up with business proposals and different projects and companies and entities that he might be interested in and just kind of sewing together a lot of the themes that he talks about a lot. So yeah, a few months ago, um, you know, we got a, a deck that had been pitched to him. The deck was pretty similar in spirit and even in some of the details to the one that got published yesterday, formally for the Trump Media and Technology Group. We're still unclear as to who's running this company and whether or not it's the same group of folks. There's not a lot of details currently public about that. But yeah, I mean, this is very much in line with what you would expect former President Trump to be interested in doing. The president obviously is still very popular, so there probably will be a demand for something like this. But how big? And will will it take over the mainstream, right? Will it truly rival some of these companies who are already well-established and, and so heavily used? Uh, we also heard that, uh, you know, the so- uh, Truth Social was already hacked within a few hours of the announcement. People were able to sign up and set up profiles in the name of uh, of Donald Trump and Mike Pence, uh, you know, so security is a thing that they might not have uh, fully fleshed out either. So a lot of stuff uh, still yet to happen on this, but uh, interesting look at it so far. Kia Kokolacheva, tech and business reporter at Axios. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. That's it for today. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, 
and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of The Daily Diver is produced by Victor Wright and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your Daily Dive. Daily Dive.